the professionals of professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Live. Your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis. Yes, indeed. I'm Lewis Howard, and you have joined us on another podcast edition of Lewis Howard Live. And thank you for being part of another pop culture tech edge kind of conversation. We appreciate you. We're broadcasting many of our shows from the Northwest, and we're reaching the U.S. and touching the world. like to know where you are hearing us from around the world. Shout out to our new listeners on Stitcher that have joined the platform and now can get our show 24-7. And also many people are starting to come up to me on the street saying that they are listening to Lewis Howard Live. So my success is to set you up for success. And so as long as we're doing that, then we are winning. I don't know how many people we've got listening. I know it's in the tens of thousands at this point, but I am thankful for each and every one of you that has taken 30 minutes out of your day to listen to the shows, and uh, we appreciate that. You can always catch us on Lewis Howard Live on Facebook and uh, Twitter at the Lewis Howard, and of course, follow us on Instagram at the Lewis Howard. Everything is the Lewis Howard. Make it simple. And Lewis is spelled L-O-U-I-S, so I always have to make sure I get people uh, correct on that for my French heritage. All right. Hey, today we're going to be talking about really a different kind of subject. You know me, I'm big on motivation and inspiration, but I really want to talk about some real stuff today that I believe that can impact your journey as far as your own individual self. And I listened to a lot of mentors, teachers. I was just talking about one, a long-term mentor, Tim Story, uh, who's the life coach to the stars and has been a big influence on me. But also listen to people, too, that have real-life stuff that they share. Some of it's a little uncomfortable because it hits home, Right When you listen to great people, Brene Brown, uh, great leaders, uh, Grant Cardone, they will get in your business if you listen long enough. And, and it's at that point that you really have the opportunity to change. So I'm hoping that I will share something today that will give you the opportunity to grab hold of it and not see it as a negative or as a Johnny Downer, but really as a reality check to your own soul and your own journey. It's great to get up and tell you 10 things to do this, five steps to do this, but there's a reality of how we live. And every time uh, someone passes or I lose a friend or something happens in the way of life, it reminds me how real life is, right? You're either the rabbit or you are the fox, right? You're either on the run or you're running after something, right? It's usually the way our life is. Which one are you? Are you the rabbit on the run or are you the fox chasing 
are the hounds chasing after the fox and the fox is chasing after the rabbit. Where are you? So they want to talk about a sense of self and about self-awareness um, in, in terms of how we see each other. There is a big focus in our culture today on self-awareness. Are you aware of yourself, myself, yourself, we self, right? Self-image, big deal on self-image and how we see ourselves. Um, the world is full of selfies, right? Once the selfie was invented on the iPhone, it revolutionized people's ability to personalize their story, personalize themselves without waiting for someone to come along and take a picture. I was at a restaurant the other day and a woman was freaking out. And I thought it was some emergency that she was having on her phone or with a family or business. No, she was freaking out because she had got the brand new iPhone and could not figure out how to take a picture. That's right. She couldn't figure out how to take a selfie picture of herself. And so she started to freak out. And then she freaked everybody out around her. She had everyone involved in getting her problem solved so she could take a selfie. Can't make this stuff up. Round of applause to that. And so we all had to sit around and hear about her and her issue of taking the selfie. All right, we got it. And so as I talk today, part of this is going to, there's an end game here. I'm not just going to go through all these things and uh, there's no end game there. Follow me as I, I take you through sort of this journey about self, right? The inner person, right? One of the things that I've learned over my transition in life over 10, 20, 30 years is how important it is not just to change my address or change my car or change my hairstyle or my barber or what I'm wearing to stay in fashion, to stay hip, to stay cool, to stay full of swag. But also I have to be working on my inner self. I can't have a 2019, 2020, 2021 outward self, but then I got a 1985 inward version of myself something's out of date. So I'm hoping I'm going to challenge you a little bit today about this inner self work. Cause here, here's the reality. Americans are taking more prescription drugs than ever. A recent study here two years ago said a survey found that 55% of Americans regularly take prescription drugs. The longest lines in America are at the grocery store, the bar for drinks and the prescriptions for refills. I'm not kidding you. I survey, I keep track of these kinds of stuff. A high percentage of Westerners, so many of you are listening to this podcast around the world, but in Western culture, a high percentage, over 50% are on antidepressant drugs. I'm walking down the street hearing a couple discuss the antidepressant drugs that they're taking. Right. And we've got 50 percent of adolescents and young adults with a rise in anxiety triggers. 
right? You will hear people say, I have anxiety. I'm having a coping issue. Anytime stress comes to them, anxiety kicks in, right? That affects self, right? So we're not getting the true person when a person takes 100 selfies and puts on Instagram. We're not getting the true nature of what that person is going through. We're getting what they want us to see. But in reality, they may be falling in one of these groups of anti-prescription drugs, uh, anxiety, or antidepressant. Okay? You're not free if you're under those kind of control. It feels good because the medication suppresses whatever is messing with your mind, but you're not free, right? You're medicated on it in order to be able to cope, right? Here's a number that I don't like, right? There were over 47,000 uh, recorded suicides, which is up, right? Alcoholism is affecting over 5 million women between the ages of 18 and 35. A survey said that most young girls between the ages of 14 and 16 said that they had tried alcohol or drugs between 14 and 16. So they're getting things put in their mind and in their system before they even reach adulthood. Right, so that's not cool, that's not swag, that don't make good videos, because we're training a whole generation to be dependent on coping mechanisms in order to get them free. And here's the thing about this thing, because we got this whole thing going about black, white, racist. Racist is a big word right now that we just use. But here's the thing about what I just read to you. According to the statistics, that there is no division between races or gender with respect to addiction, prescription, alcoholism, anxiety, and depression. Okay? So all the arguments we're making about black and white, Jew or Gentile, Asian, male, female, this is the real battle. Because this battle doesn't respect cultural lines and boundaries. It will get in your house no matter who you are, right? So we have to work on who we are no matter what group we belong to. I still got to deal with myself, right? Uh, I have a saying that says, everywhere you go, there you are, right? So if you got problems everywhere you go, what's the common denominator? You, Okay? Now, most people don't think of it that way. They think, oh, that person's bad. This situation's bad. This thing is bad. Okay, well, the common denominator is you. If you've been divorced four times and you're the common denominator and all that, I think you got to check yourself because something is happening as it relates to you. And as my grandmother used to say, it takes two to tango. There's, there's two sides to every story, your side and the truth. All right, so, so think about those as we talk about this. And the bottom line is, most people are not free. They're acting free. They're talking free. But if you are in any one of those groups that I just mentioned, there's a level that you are not free 
at all. So we're gonna talk about that. So if you're just joining the conversation, no, we're not trying to bring the world down, but I'm giving some real statistics on self, self-image, what's going on in some people's inner selves that the rest of the world don't know about. One of my favorite shows is Who's the Bleep That I Marry? If you guys don't know this show, this is a great show. It used to be on uh, TLC, I think. And it was women would go out, or men too, would go out and they would marry these people you know, in 90 days, kind of like 90 day fiance, and they'd marry these people. But then what they would find out is they didn't know who they had married. Sometimes they found out the person's ID wasn't even who they had claimed to be. Some of them were felons on the run. Some of them were serial killers. Some of them were secret agents. And you would ask, who the bleep did I marry? Because the authorities would show up at the door looking for your spouse and your partner, and you didn't even know this person was a bank robber, right? Who the bleep did I marry, right? So that's our, 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 our ask. Who am I? Who the bleep am I? Right? Has life knocked the shout out of me? Right? Am I a shadow of myself? Am I a discount version of myself? And I'm feeling like I'm full, but really the glass is really half empty. So we're talking about how you make that switch, how you make that change. Right? And you got other groups of people, they're doing better. Right. Because they they they've sold their soul to 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 relationships, to organizations, to companies. So they've given the best of themselves into opportunities because they're hoping for advancement or some level of benefit and profit in their lives. Right. They've sold their soul to Amazon. They've sold their soul to tech. And that's what they've given their, you know, best of their years for in hopes that at the end of the day, they will have something to show for that, right? It's a gamble, right? I know people that work for companies 5, 10, 15, 20 years and get pushed out the back door with no benefits, right? No letters of recommendation and nowhere to go. And they sold their soul to that company. They were loyal to that company. Is that you? Are you loyal to a person, place, or a thing and hope it pays off for you? Are you missing taking a risk because it's more comfortable to work for somebody else than to go out there and try to work for yourself? Have you sold your soul to the wrong thing, to a wrong relationship? I'm sad when I hear about women who sold their soul out in relationships and end up with abusers, but they can't afford to leave the relationship, so they just settle for the abuse. How tragic. How tragic that someone feels like they are not free enough to break out of a situation that's not good for them, right? You sell your soul to addiction and you can't break away from it and now you're not free from it. So we're talking about this sense of self, emancipation, getting free. So when we talk about the word emancipation, most of the time in our culture, emancipation refers to slavery, right? When we hear the word emancipation, we typically think about African-Americans, we think about slavery and the Emancipation Proclamation, which freed the slaves. Uh, Abraham Lincoln signed this Emancipation Proclamation, and it was a great historical uh, action and document that let people go free from the tyranny of slavery. But here's the deal. Right. And so even for those that are listening around the world, you may be under dictatorships. There may be people you, th you think of slavery. It also uh, places like Tibet, 
Uh, I think about one of my uh, heroes is Nelson Mandela in South Africa and the tyranny of apartheid, right? So each nation has it, right? The oppression of the Jewish nation and culture, right? So there are different ways that different groups have had to get emancipated from things that held them in in bondage and in uh, slavery. So, but here's the deal. If you get all that and three generations later, you're still struggling, right? Three generations later, you're on section eight, you're on EBT, you live in check to check, you got more month than you got money, you're not free. You're not free, right? You're in a free society and you're able to come and go as you please, but you're not free. You got to get up at seven o'clock and hit that traffic and be at your work by 8.30, punch that clock and stay there. Take a half an hour, hour for lunch, depending on what your company lets you do. And at five o'clock, you out the door, rinse and repeat. We'll do it again the next day. That's not free. That's a life. It might be a living, but you're not free. And as I said in one of our previous shows, some people live on $2.50 a day. That's their wage. That's what they've earned. Right. We're better than that in America. Right. Where I am, you have to pay somebody a minimum of fifteen dollars an hour for them to show up and be a part of your company. So we're a little bit better than the worldwide perspective. But is that free when the cost of living here? Right. The average price of a house in Seattle is seven hundred thousand dollars. The average price of rent is three grand and you make fifteen dollars an hour. Will that cover it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much of that represents freedom. But here's what I like about the secondary definition of emancipation. The second defin definition of emancipation is the fact or process of being set free from legal, social, political, religious restrictions. Liberation. That's really what emancipation means. And when we come back, I'm going to talk about a little bit more about the emancipation and then some insightful ways you can take the first steps on emancipating your individual life, taking authority over your mountain, your sphere, your area, your region, so then you can help and reach out and make a difference in your world. Hey, you're listening to Lewis Howard Live. We're going to take a quick break give a shout out to a sponsor or two, and then we'll be right back to continue the conversation. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today. The mission of the Millionaire Club Charity is to provide jobs and support services to those in need in the Puget Sound region. Since 1921, the Millionaire Club Charity has operated a supportive employment program that specializes in helping people who are experiencing homelessness or other barriers to employment. Temporary Staffing Solutions connects men and women with employment opportunities to over 1,100 businesses and residences in the greater Seattle area. The Millionaire Club also addresses the housing needs of its workers through transitional housing. To learn more and to get involved, go to millionaireclub.org or call 206 728 jobs. 
Hey, you've joined Lewis Howard Live for another pop culture, tech edge kind of conversation. If you're just joining the show, we've been talking about how to set yourself free. How do you get free from the things that have attached themselves to you and have led you, your family, your culture, your group, your region, your nation into a level of bondage that's not comfortable for pursuing your dream? This is what it's all about, right, is the ability to pursue your dream. Are you pursuing your dream, right? Are you getting what you believe life has offered you or are you getting uh, crumbs has a great story in the South about a lady goes up to uh, a barbecue stand and I love barbecue. So it's easy for me to track these stories, right? So she goes up and she gets her order. She had ordered some ribs or something and she gets it. She looks in the bag and she goes back to the counter, breaks through the line and said, Hey, does bread come with that? Right. She wanted to know, did bread come with her ribs? Right. I'm asking the same question. Where is my bread? Right. Don't just give me a life, but give me a dream that goes with that life. Give me the abundance that goes with that life. Where is my bread? Right. Get your bread. Get the extra that belongs to you. Don't just settle. So we've been talking about kind of the foundation things about what, um, you know, bondage and, 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 and emancipation has meant, but really a new definition. And as I was going to break, what I, I talked about is that it's the process really of being set free from any legal, social, political, religious restriction at all. I want to be free. I want to be free, right? There's an old group called Ohio Player says, I want to be free, right? They wrote a song about it. Right. So we all want to be free. There's so many songs about freedom in America. Right. Freedom. Let freedom ring. Right. Let freedom ring. There's a song that was written during the civil rights movement about letting freedom ring. Uh, America was created as a nation on that basis. A group of men and women right, in 1776 signed a document which emancipated themselves from the tyranny of England, from the king, who did not allow them to worship religious freedom and to build their lives the way they saw fit. It was according to the crown that they had to live, and they decided they had had enough, and they set sail for a new land, a new place where they could have freedom. We might debate about what they did when they got here and the whole thing about slavery and Native American lands. Yeah, we'll have that debate. But the reality is the basis for them coming here in the first place was freedom. So they signed this Emancipation Proclamation in 1776, and it's called the Declaration of Independence. It was a declaration and when you sign a declaration, you stake everything that you have on that. Those 13 men and women who signed that document put their lives, their liberty, their possessions, everything on the line to sign for that. We used to say when you, when you buy a house, you are signing your life away. 
right? We used to have that saying. When you get married, you're signing your life away, right? You go into debt, you're signing your life away. Well, when they signed this declaration, literally, they were signing their life away for freedom. And if you're listening to this program, and especially those of you in America, we are beneficiaries of that declaration of independence. We read it, we have it, it's, it's, we, we show it, and it's on display in Washington, D.C., because it is the foundation of which our nation exists on. All right, so let's talk about some ways that you, you want to create your own independence. I want to be able to become a better version of myself. I want to break out of some of the aforementioned things that you talked about and I want to get free. Maybe you're listening today and you've just been struggling. You've just been caught into something for weeks, for months, for years. And you're looking for uh, a, a, a way out, a message of hope, a step, an open door, a change that can bring you a new level of freedom. Well, it starts with creating your own declaration, your own emancipation, your own dream. It doesn't start with what somebody else, the teacher or the professor or the boss or the supervisor or the friend tells you. It starts with you. Here's the problem is while people take all the selfies, people don't like to spend much time with themselves. Right. So we're taking all these selfies of ourselves, but we don't want to spend time with ourselves. We don't want to hear ourselves think we need constant entertainment. Right. And that's part of the problem is you got to take the time to get away Use that orange theory, use that bar class, use that yoga to get yourself into a place where you can think about what's my declaration of freedom? What is my emancipation proclamation? Because for everybody, it's going to be different. There are 8 billion people on the planet. No two dreams are alike. No two fingerprints are alike. No two DNA makeup is alike. So we're going to all have a different declaration for our life. During the civil rights movement, Martin Luther King Jr. made this statement to people that were pursuing freedom at the time from the government in terms of how uh, separation of, of classes and race and was, was economic disparity was happening. But he made the statement, which at the time, 50 some years ago, seemed like a weird statement. But as we're doing the show, it makes a lot of sense. He says, if a person is to be free, he must move down into the inner resources of his own soul and sign with a pen and ink of self-assertive manhood, his own emancipation proclamation. Isn't that amazing? So here it is, one of the greatest civil rights leaders of our, of our generation and time said, you have to reach down within yourself and put pen and ink to your own self-declaration. What does that look like? Well, it's simply you writing what your life wants to be. I have written down declarations that I want my life to look like. Right. I'm in a place where I am now. I'm in transition in a number of different areas, but I have a place where I want to go. And so I've written that down. I call it leaping over time, conditions and circumstances. I'm not writing what I have. I'm writing what I want. Right. When they signed the Declaration 
of independence, America was not free at that point in time. It was simply a document that would have to stand the test of time through several wars and battles to obtain that freedom. So just because you write something down doesn't mean you're going to get up the next day and it's going to be waiting at your door like an Amazon package, right? You may have to wait a little bit, but at least you have something that you can center your life on. The world's getting crazy. Things are shifting. Things are going on. You got to have stability in the middle of the instability. And the way you do it is you have your declaration of independence. You have your own individual document that you've written for your life, for your family, and for your future. Whenever America gets into battles, what do we tell people when we go to defend them or to fight for them? We tell them one thing continually. We say, America stands for freedom. That's what we say over and over when we are liberating someone from the tyranny of a dictator, or we're going in to take possession, or we're going to defend our sovereign nation or soil that's been attacked, we tell people over and over again, America stands for freedom. What does your life stand for? Right? What does your life stand for? You got to answer that. If you don't answer it now, you're going to answer it later. Your kids are going to ask. People are going to ask. Hey, what, what's your story? I get people ask that all the time. Hey, what's your story? Right? Girls use that as a qualifying question, right? To try to see what you're about. What's your story? What's you about? Right? And usually when you tell them it's so big and overwhelming, they just check out. Right? But do you have a story? Right? My story is to set you up for success. My story is to work with people, places, things, and projects, profits, right? To make a difference in my nation, make a difference in my world, be a change agent. That's my story. Right? And I'm sticking to it. That's it. And I got it written down. So the number one thing is taking the time to write down your story. Everybody's got a story. Turn that story into a declaration. You want to be married. You want to be a billionaire. You want to be a model. You want to be a business owner. You want to be the next Jeff Bezos. What do you want to be? You want to be the next trailblazer in your culture, in your group? You're going to write it down. With studying Barack Obama as he sort of led up to becoming president, and his history is interesting. He started thinking about being president 20 years before he became president. So in 1987, he was talking about that. He had declared that that's what he wanted to be. No one knew that at the time. No one even knew who Barack Obama was in 1987. Okay? But he had declared within himself that he wanted to be the first African-American president of the United States. Okay? And he set that declaration and he followed that path. And in 2008 became the first African-American president. How do you do that? It's not overnight. He made a declaration, he stood by it, and he moved in that direction. So write it down what, what it is. Create it, write it down, and number three is you got to declare it. You got to let people know, right? Because people, you'll be living in your now, and people are still talking about your then, right? Remember when we used to give you wedgies, 
Remember when we used to leave you behind? Remember when you had the divorce? Remember when you lost your businesses? Remember when you did something stupid? And I always say, why are you talking about my then when I'm living in my now? Here's my now, right? So you got to have that down so you can tell people what your now is about so you can back them off. Because I have people that all they want to do is talk about the past. They don't want to talk about my future. They don't want to talk about where I'm going. They only want to talk about where I've been. And I've done some fun things and it's good to reminisce about some of the amazing things that I've accomplished, but I don't want to live there, right? I don't want to be like a guy that's 42 still running around with my high school letterman jacket on, still living about the good old days, right? Still playing softball at 52. Come on, dude. It's time to put that ball down. Right. Some people can't let go. So they're living in 2019, but they got a 1992 version of themselves. Right. I love hip hop and R&B like the rest of it, but I don't want to keep listening to old school music the rest of my life. I think there's some new music coming out. There's some new cats making some new sounds. I want to get with what they got as well. I think there's a balance between the two, but you have to stop people from talking about your then when you're trying to get into your now, because if you don't, then you don't have the energy and the momentum that you need. And so, you know, and here's the other thing, just an extra thought on when you tell people, you can't tell everybody your dream. You can't tell everybody your goals, right? Because they will rip them apart. Some people you have to talk to in riddles, Right. So sometimes somebody's that I don't know, that's not part of my inner circle. They'll ask me, how you doing? I'll just say, hey, I'm hustling. I'm grinding. Right. I'm building. I'm battling. Right. I don't need to tell them specifically what I'm doing because it's not their business. And two, they're not going to do anything with it. Right. People sit down. They want to drain you for every last bit of information. And then they turn around and criticize you for that. Hey, I want to become a world class producer and make music for people. Bro, you don't even own a keyboard. Right, really? Thanks for that. Appreciate that. Thanks for that encouragement. Yeah, it was a nice thing to know five minutes ago. Really? Don't you got something to do? Starbucks calling you? Right? This is how people are. They. That's why we get the term haters. Right? Because they're sitting around waiting to poke a hole in your story. And you know why? Because they ain't living their story. The only reason somebody would sit around and poke a hole in your story, because their story has fallen apart. Champions don't do that to other champions. I don't sit around and wait to rain on somebody else's parade. I'm always encouraging, hey, go for it. Go do it. I remember sitting with a friend of mine, Leon McLaughlin, shout out Leon, and he started uh, this desire to serve water to children around the world. Well, I didn't know anything about that, and he didn't either. But you know what? I could have thrown rain on him like the other people at the table. But instead, I said, man, just find the answers before the questions come. That's all I can tell you. That's all I know. Right. I can't tell you number of people every time I'm doing something. I say, well, why are you doing all of that? Why do you have a radio show? Why do you still in real estate? Why are you working with nonprofits? Why are you writing books? Why are you doing all of that? What are you trying to be? Right. I'm just trying to be me. And maybe if you would get out of my business, you could be you, right? So sometimes we have to promote people on. This is a new word for you. You need to promote people on to new relationships. 
Okay. I give them a promotion out of your life into somebody else's life. We'll call it a promotion because you need to be about people who here's why you got to move these people out of the way so you can make room for new people who can help you with your now. If you got a whole bunch of then people in your life, then you don't have time or room for the now people because you still defending and fighting and dealing with the then people. Right. Most celebrities, right. When they get on TMZ or page six and they get turned out about something, guess who does it? Guess who does it more often than not who turns them out? It's a friend. It's somebody that has close access to him. Kevin Hart got turned out with that video recently by a friend, by someone that was rolling in his posse that had information that was secretly hating on him and turned him out, right? Exposed him, okay? That doesn't happen. Strangers don't have that access. I love my enemies because I know where they are at all times. It's the friends. It's the family that you don't know. So anyway, you want to write it down. You want to declare it. You want to tell it to people, but don't feel like you got to tell everybody your dream. You don't need to put it all on Facebook. You don't need to put it all on Instagram, on Twitter, right? You don't need to tell everybody you're about to become a multimillionaire or you're going to become a model or you're going to become a fashion makeup queen. You don't need to tell everybody that. Sometimes you just need to be on the grind, just be about the business. Put your head down and don't say anything stupid, as my friend Gunnar Nordstrom always tells me, right? Just do that. I don't put everything I'm doing on social media, right? Or if I do, I'll put it in riddles. And then people will call me if they really want to know what's going on. All right. I mean, get off track, but I just want to lay that point into you. And then, which really leads into the next point, get around people who are living free. Did you know there's a group of Americans and world-class citizens? They live free every day. They don't relate to what I'm telling you about because they live free, right? They live financially free. They live relationally free. They can go where they want, when they want, and do what they want with who they want. That's freedom, okay? I want to be in the room with those kinds of people. I don't want to be in a room with a bunch of busters. I don't want to be in a room with a bunch of hustlers. I don't want to be in a room with a bunch of wannabes. I don't want to be in a room with a bunch of up-and-comers. It's okay for a while, but I don't want to spend too much time in a room with an up-and-comer because they're just that. They're up-and-coming. Their potential is still unfolding. I want to see and be around somebody who's already got the championship rings. Put me around Steph Curry. Put me around Michael Jordan, right? Put me around people that's got gold and platinum albums. Let me get around and see what they're like. Put me around somebody that's got a PJ. And I don't mean peanut butter and jam sandwich. I mean a private jet where they can get up wheels up in 20 minutes. Right? I got friends on social media and, and, and where you have a relationship, they're buying planes. A friend just bought a plane. I'm like, oh my goodness, he got a plane. I need to be in that group, right? I don't need to be in a group. You don't need to be in a group, in a group that I can't kill nothing, won't nothing die, right? I don't need to be around people three steps forward, two steps back. That is not helping me. Okay. And secondly, if you're around somebody and you're trying to teach them and drop some wisdom on them and some nuggets on them and they refuse them, cut them off. Yeah. You don't need to be around people that you're just constantly trying to invest in and trying to help. I'm done. I've spent so many years, time and money and resources trying to help people 
give people insights and they just flat out reject it and don't follow it. Or they go and use it and then don't even tell me that they used it in the first place. At least give me some credit for it. So sometimes that's just, that's just how it is, right? That's just how it is. Look, here's how your life goes. It's where you are, right? Where you currently are. Secondly, where you want to be. That's the end game. Okay, but there's a middle. And in the middle, you're going to find uh, obstinate, obstruction, tacklers, and blockers, people standing in your way, haters, underminers, subversions. You got all of these things, the workings of the other side trying to keep you from getting to where you want to be. That's just life. You're going to have to learn how to work through that. But that doesn't stop you from creating your declaration, declaring your declaration, and sharing your declaration with people. Commit to your dream. The next point is commit to your dream. Once you declare it, once you write it, once you say it, commit to it. Don't change horses in the middle of the race. Too many people start out, and as soon as it gets hard, they give it up. I'll go back to somebody, and they'll say, yeah, I was going to get into real estate. Yeah, I looked too hard. Or I got in, and then I quit. Okay, you didn't commit. Oh, I was going to start a business, but then I ran into a couple of obstacles. I couldn't find a bank loan. You quit, right? Oh, I was going to marry this guy, but then he didn't make enough money. You quit. Okay, well, in that case, you should have quit. But anyway, all right? So don't quit, right? Most people's dream, did you know that it takes an average of 20 years in the Western world to have a dream come true from the word go? I just told you about the story of Barack Obama. How long is that from 1987 to, to, to 2007, right, where he, he started the election? That's 20. That's 20. So it takes about 20 years. It takes two minutes to get a post up on the Facebook, okay? to tell people about your life, but it takes 20 years to make that life a reality. You got to commit to the dream. I've been working my dream for 20 some years. I will continue to work this dream. I'm not, I've come too far. I may not be where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. You may not be where you want to be as you're listening to this show, but you are not where you used to be. Do not forget where you come from. What happens in the pursuit of what we want, we forget who we used to be, right? You forget you didn't even have a car. Now you got a car. You forget you didn't have a house, right? Now you have a house. You forget you used to have to go to Section 8 soup lines to get food, and now you just run down and shop like you want to. See, we forget about that. Don't forget how far you've come. Don't forget about the victories that heaven has won for you, that you have won for you, that people have won for you. Don't forget that. Be grateful for the things that you have. I know we still got things we want to get, but be thankful. Take some time doing that quiet time to have gratitude time, appreciation time for the people, the places, the things in your life. We're talking about emancipation, declaration, of yourself, that independence, just having a good selfie on the inside, as well as I got a good selfie on the outside, right? I want my selfies to match, right? If I could take a selfie on the inside of you, what would that look like? Yeah, you couldn't put no makeup on that, right? You couldn't put no foundation, you know, and, uh, and shades on that, right? There's one of my songs by Jason Gerulo, I'm riding solo, 
right? I'm putting my shades on because I don't want to see anybody that I've been crying, right? I'm riding solo, right? Break up, but nobody knows. Come on. So you have to look as good on the inside. I want to be in relationship with people that look as healthy on the outside as they do driving their Range Rover. Okay. I want the two to match. It's a disappointment when you start looking around in somebody's life and you find out this inside ain't matching the outside. You ever have a beautiful woman and, and she looks great and then she opens her mouth and you go, whoa, where did that come from? Okay. Thank you. Or you see somebody, you think, man, that woman is attractive. And then she breaks out a cigarette, <laughs> big old long cigarette, right? And you go, oh, inside, not matching the outside, right? You know, so that happens. So we have to vet that. But really, as a person, I'm making light of it, but really it's about putting the work in. I don't want you to be an alcoholic statistic. I don't want you to be an anxiety statistic. You're better than that right? You're better than being in a depressed group. Let's get what it takes to get out of there so you can get to your declaration of independence for your life, right? And the last point is, if you're a parent listening to that, you got to teach declaration and freedom to your children, right? Because if you don't give them a path to freedom, then you've given them a path to failure, and the absence of teaching them that, you're teaching them how to fail, right? So even if your life, if you're listening to me as a parent especially, even if your life is not where you want it to be, don't lower the bar. Don't tell your kids about what you're experiencing. When I went through the hardest economic times, I didn't involve my daughter in that. I tried to keep her away from that. When I couldn't pay the bills and things were pressing on me, I didn't include her in that. I didn't make that the reason why she wasn't going to have the best Christmas that I wanted to have. See, my mom did the opposite. She told me everything. And I started to believe it was my fault that I'm the reason that if I wasn't here, maybe you wouldn't have these financial problems, which wasn't true. But I made that up in my mind because I didn't have another answer. I'm going to teach your kids about freedom. The, the, the families that we look up to, the Kennedys, the Vanderbilts, right? The Fords, the Bushes, the, the families that hold the foundation to America and the Royals, Right. You know why? It's because they keep they teach their kid generation after generation after generation of what the family traditions are. Right. They start when they're young. If you're born into a royal family, you start ha learning how to hold your spoon and fork when you're three. You start how to learn how to handle things at that age. Right. In our culture, families are so busy trying to survive and pay the bills and fight with each other through the divorce that the kids get lost. The kids are having to fend for themselves. So guess where the kid goes? The kid goes to a refuge, either to his or her friends, which may be bad advice, or they go into social media and they get lost into that. And now social media becomes the parent, right? Social media becomes the substitute of the parent. Don't let that happen, right? Don't let internet, YouTube parent your kid. You got to be that.
Okay. I love it and I think it's cool, but I see way too many kids under 12 years old with their head bent down into devices everywhere they go. Everywhere they go. Okay. If that ain't Big Bird and, and Barney, right? And Sesame Street and math, I'm not sure if they ought to be watching this stuff over and over again. When did our culture be about you can't go to Target without watching a full movie? Right. So we have to teach our kids that there is more to life. You know, I love I've been vis visiting around different neighborhoods and I love going out in Green Lake and walking around there. It's a big lake around in Seattle area where I live. And you see kids playing soccer, right? They're five years old. They're out there trying to get their soccer on. They don't know what they're doing or they're trying to get their t-ball on. Right. I love that because you know what they're not doing? They're not watching some movie. They're not watching a smartphone. They're learning about the future. They're learning about competition, athletics, right? What are you doing for your children? Are you feeling sorry for yourself? Are you just letting your children veg in the corner? You're not teaching them about much, right? I don't care what the situation is. It doesn't cost you anything to have a conversation about what you like. Son, my life is not the way I want it, but here's how I'd like for your life to be. I don't want you to go through the things that I went through. Here are the mistakes that I made. Here are the mistakes don't make. That that takes five minutes, right? We don't even talk about the kids, about the birds and the bees and sex and all that. We don't even just even go there. We let, we let the YouTube do it. We let the internet do it. I don't have time. Let the internet tell them. They're they, they probably doing it already anyway. Nice attitude. Nice attitude. Yeah, and I'll probably figure out money anyway. Yeah, nice way to figure that out. Probably not, okay? So as a parent, I have a responsibility, you have a responsibility to teach my kids the declaration of freedom, the emancipation of self, right? Don't have them growing up taking the selfies like you're doing, right? And I know some of us been through divorces, we got hard relationships to deal with, and you got two people involved, and one person's an idiot, that might be you, but hey, that's just the way it is. The kids should not suffer. The kids did not ask for this, and you have a responsibility to get together and do something good for your children, for yourself, and for your future. Hey, I hope that I gave you one good thought today that made a difference in your thinking. Listen to it over. Sometimes it takes multiple times and you'll hear different thoughts each time. And if you know somebody that might could use that, hey, send them a copy of it or send us an email. I'll get them a copy of it. You can do it. You can do it anonymously. You can email us at lewis at lhoward360.com and we'll send and just tell me who it is and what their email is. And I'll send them a free copy of the show. You can also sign them up for podcast shows and it'll just show up on their phone. Uh, Apple iTunes is our number one um, aggregator of data and platforms and listening. So 85% of you are out there listening to us on the Apple platform. Thank you. Hey, this has been another edition of Lewis Howard. I'm Lewis Howard. I can't wait to come back, produce another show, another tech edge conversation, another way to help you become the best version of yourself. Hey, have a great week and we'll talk with you again soon.
Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today. 